0: My fir- my first quote of all time was sloth's poop once a week and the governor said, "Yep." Hello, I'm Kyle Green and welcome to the Greenway Outdoors podcast, episode 88. And AJ, why don't ooh, you introduce ooh. yourself to I didn't I did it a little different.
1: Oh, okay. A little
2: curveball. I'm AJ. I'm Jeff.
1: I'm Ryan.
0: Yeah. Well, I just mixed it up a little bit this week.
1: Before we start, I haven't been here in like three weeks. I've unplugged things several times just by sitting here. Have we moved anything? <laughs> is there anything I can do to kick something and ruin something? No, uh, you Nothing still got to talk, but the you'll mic find out. a way. I feel like, like, you know, you're walking through a store and it's like all the china is just sitting there on a shelf, not even protected. And you're like,
0: he ruins everything. You gotta yeah, be
1: yeah. careful. That's how I feel. You're going to make
0: there. everything levitate and just break anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like starts pressing buttons on the cameras And AJ just grabs him by the What, feet. Are, you, what are you
1: doing? Listen what, here what are you, You've never done that before Why are you doing that now?
0: <laughs> the one week it was uh, some cord underneath the table or something yep. It like goes to the whole soundboard and everything He's I like, moved my foot like beam. this And he just <laughs> went boom
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> We were all so surprised too The best part was
1: Where well, we all just looked at Jeff When it happened like, I, I, might, I might have tapped my foot once I'm sorry <laughs> You did something you know He's what like, you, you did. did it. Like, sorry <laughs> about that. Oh, well, sorry about that. So, this is episode 88
0: and we've got some exciting stories for you. Oh, speak of exciting story. I've got a quick I one. said we had exciting. It doesn't it have a lot of, a
1: It doesn't have a lot of details, so I wanted to get it out of the way, but it's pretty good. Okay. There was a lady, her name Hot is story. Name is Maya Murmu. <laughs> She's an adorable 70-year-old lady. Related in, to you? No. <laughs> living, living in India. And she went out to her <laughs> local well to go pump some water, yep. you know, pretty we simple, that water. simple little area. Is and it like uh, one of the sad ones where she had to take the bowl on her head or is it more normal? Good question. Not that many details, like I said. Paint the picture. Maybe if you could just listen to the story. Make, make, make um, it like, write, write your, it's
0: your coloring book, you know, colored in how you see fit. She's, she's walking
1: Okay, to the well. She starts pumping her water. Meanwhile. While well. walking. Mean? No, she got to the well. She's uh-huh. pumping her water. Elephant comes out of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> tramples her to death. Whoa. What? what? what, what elephant? Why is this carrying? funny? Elephant. You're telling it like it's funny. <laughs> no, no, like no. You could have told, told it different ways where you're like calm. Know, and... No, no, no. So she gets trampled to death. Very sad. <laughs> this <laughs> elephant escaped from some kind of sanctuary in like a neighboring state. So it traveled a long way to get here. <laughs> Are they trample, these things? To trample her to death. The family, obviously very sad in their local area the way they treat deceased peoples they do the whole pyre thing where they you know do a ceremony they put them on top of the pyre they light it and send them to sea y- no no just like like a uh, oh, Viking them. Viking funeral They're like Darth Vader <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <But> without, <laughs> yeah, without the yeah. send off in the boat they start the process they get ready to light the thing the elephant comes again <laughs> grabs her body <laughs> off the pyre and throws <laughs> it in the air <laughs> and it's like what <laughs> Begs She's a, already gone Begs, begs the question <laughs> What did this lady do to that poor elephant I need to know That made it attack her And she then remember told. her And come back for <laughs> her again <laughs>
2: Round There's some, two. There's some <laughs> outside intelligence in that elephant That's
1: all I know That was the extent of you the say, story Where,
3: where is the story from? Reddit oh okay yeah, yeah
1: but it but it was like it was a link to an actual oh okay. news source but it wasn't just uh, on. Wow.
3: that is miserable
1: wild story he told me
0: that the other day that's why i was struggling and when he told me it he built it up like he didn't allude to it being funny he was reading it off of his phone but it's serious you've read it the second time to like
1: it. but then <laughs> it's bizarre
0: but he was like we were both hearing it for the first time as he was reading it, and I just lost it. He goes because he looks up from his phone. He goes, "What on earth do you think she did to that <laughs> elephant?"
1: Because like, oh, you know, poor lady. Why would an elephant trample her and then come back? But like to come back to the
2: funeral. Yeah, and what many,
1: sounds like my family could have attacked anyone at the funeral and went back for her.
2: How many days Which post is death to the funeral? You know, was the I, elephant. I mean, we don't know, but I don't know. It, it, the do tale goes
0: star. that the that the that the elephant rose the woman on the third day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you a, a- uh-huh. I'm sorry, it was a well, I make well, it Christian, make it a Christian, you know, oh, okay. <laughs> morbid <laughs> yeah, but Christian.
1: Yeah. yeah, I I don't know why. That's so, all uh, interesting stories you said. Yeah, <laughs> not as not as good as that. we to beat this
2: one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do you have anything that you laugh at that you shouldn't laugh at?
2: Oh, every knows. day.
1: Yeah, what do you got? I know mine on the spot. I, I don't know a, a lady getting killed by an elephant and then getting thrown <laughs> from her funeral. That's a pretty good one.
0: <laughs> Something for me, if anybody, and I know this is—it's going to make me sound like a bad person. And I know I laughed through that whole story, and that's pretty bad too. But just hear me out. The one that gets me is is someone being hit while they're on a bicycle. Pretty good. But not a good enough to go down initially, so they try and save enough it. Not that they wobble. <laughs> but they try and save it, but then they go down. Those are my favorite. I've seen it three times in my what life. What does it
2: look like?
1: Well, they get
0: bumped, and they, they try and they do this, like and the they over- <laughs> oh, okay. the overcorrect. Oh, okay. It's the overcorrecting. It's the overcorrecting. where They, they where almost they always
1: end up overcorrecting and then going over the handlebars.
0: Another story that I can't go without wetting myself every time I hear it, and I try not to do it because it's been talked about so much, Mr. Slater, Scott's dad. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I was saying. He was on a. They have like one of those pontoon paddle boats. So it's like a little. It's like got a bench seat on it, like you're at a park bench, and it's got pedals, and it's a. It's got pontoons, but it's little, but it's enough for two people.
1: I think they call them pedal boats. Pedal boats. Pedal but pontoon. It's, but it's but it's more pontoon. Yeah,
0: the pedal boats that you sit in that paddle, you can get for tune? that you can get for six hundred ninety nine dollars on Bass Pro's website. The ones that you're talking about though. This you sit upright. I think you've seen the thing, actually. i I know I've seen them. Is yeah. it like
3: the ones that made all, all out of metal? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I see. So he was on one of those, and they were. <laughs> I'm already laughing. They were in their. <laughs> they were in their canal fishing for crappie, and in the canal, it's I I think it's no wake. There's, I don't know
3: how you can make a wake in this canal.
0: There's no lake anymore, so it doesn't really. It's in it's La- it's Gladwin. What
1: maybe like fifteen feet across. <laughs> Yeah, it's eh, no, 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 it's no, 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 no. It's about is it? It's about four. Well, maybe now it's, it's about 15 feet across. Yeah, now
0: it is. It was about it's about 40 yards. Um, With, yeah. The oh, channel. yeah. I guess when the water was the up. channel okay. is. So, um, Scott's dad and I think his uncle were fishing, but at least his dad was. <laughs> they were in the the canal. <laughs> it's just so funny. I to don't me know if so. This warrants a snort. <laughs> I can't help it. So there's they're in the canal fishing, and all of a sudden they hear like distance. They're like. Mm-hmm. Like music, mm. yeah. Give me some music. Give me. What do you? Can you beatbox? Hey. Hey. <laughs> baby, I got money, don't you money, Say hey. Yep. Um, so that's what he hears, and it's like getting louder, and it's like, baby, I got you money. Yep. Um, and all of a sudden, they come around the corner, and it's a speedboat, and it's like sunset. So it's like just, just getting dark. It's just past the pink lighting stage of the of the summer night. And uh, So not only is it a place you shouldn't have a wake, it's <laughs> also a time you shouldn't have a wake Yeah, I don't think yeah. you're allowed. I think it's a no-wake time for it sure. It definitely is. Yeah. And they come booking around the side, and uh, Scott said his dad, and this is what gets me. It's like yelling, like, hey! <laughs> waving their no, arms. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> I think it's the waving of the arms, like, please don't hit me, that gets me. Yeah. Ryan's just disgusted with us right now. And uh, he's, like, waving and stuff, and they don't see him. They just keep going right at him, right at him, right at him. And I... Uh, his dad had to bail off the boat dives in and it just decimates the boat just blows right through the the um oh. the pontoon boat just
1: her and splitter and twain yep yeah twain.
0: and the, and uh, uh he barely cleared it and uh oh. i know it's not funny but i just he it's
1: one of those that like once the dust settles and no one's hurt <laughs> like you could see <laughs> in that, yeah. You know? yeah yeah
0: like the lady she was already in heaven so it's like you know, everyone should have laughed at the funeral. You know? She <laughs> Maybe she landed back on it. <laughs> <No>. so, no, <laughs> not no, too far. No.
1: Um, Didn't they get money from that or something? They had to sue somebody or something. Okay, so, two things. One,
3: going. On, go. what First of all, I don't know if talking about someone's legal matters is the best idea. Who's I, the, who's, <laughs> who invited Mr. Law Pants over here? <laughs> um,
0: so, he... Uh, ongoing investigation. Yeah. No, they, originally, they like came to an agreement... And they were gonna compensate him for the pontoon boat, and Mr. Slater, being like the nicest human ever was like super reasonable about it yeah. got and walked, then, got and walked then all over like a couple years later they still hadn't paid, and oh, then he had to God. sue him and take him to court then they took him to court they just won and they just got him
1: they gotta just won a pontoon boat back.
0: It's <laughs> a little pet. don't even have a motor on it, please it's like twenty two hundred bucks or something like that so he he gets the he they get the boat back and he then the judgment. and then their lake goes away so.
3: For people who don't know, the dam on the lake broke from a flood, and then the whole lake lake is gone. gone. Your lake's gone. Nine feet or something. (laughs) Now it's just a river. Yep. An overgrown river.
0: Back to the other thing. This is a fun fact. Um, I don't – it's in India, I believe, but they they have a bunch of catfish over there, and because of different ceremonies where they actually burn the bodies and stuff and do send stuff out to sea because that does happen in a lot of cases in these different countries, the catfish there get huge, and then supposedly, because it was on river monsters, they get like a taste for human flesh because basically the catfish eat all the Has bodies. To be
1: cooked nice though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, the, the the fire on the for the the cremation, but yeah. so they get a taste for human body parts. And then like, so if someone's got their arm in the water, they're like attacked by fish. And there's been like reports of like <laughs> piranha catfish. Gi- well, giant catfish getting a hold of people. You know, um, we caught the hundred plus pounder, and these species get way bigger than that yeah
1: so they get a hold of you they could I had my hand in that one's mouth, and I couldn't imagine trying to like fight that thing that our guide was right there with me to like hey help right in the moment, but just you're you're sitting there not even <laughs> thinking anything's gonna happen, and all of a sudden something that's a hundred plus pounds has your hand <laughs> in the water, and
0: you don't even know what it is. We should put up a picture of that'cause it's that fish is bonkers woof, yeah, that was in our uh that was in our catfish episode matter of fact, it's gonna be launching here. On Carbon TV as well as Clicks TV so if you're listening To this podcast and it isn't like the first Three days it came out you can probably find those Episodes there um Ryan You made a statement Uh a couple I guess it was probably a couple podcasts ago About turkeys yeah and how hard Turkey hunting is one of the statements you Made was thank Goodness they can't really smell Mm -hmm. Because their eyesight's so good They're like the smartest dumb things on The planet (laughs)
3: they really are um yeah so there was this article of this woman her name was danielle whitaker and i'm not sure exactly what her accolades are whether she's got like a phd or what she does but she she knows stuff about birds and she researches birds right so she was talking about the way a lot of birds interact and Some of it has to do with just physically being near each other and the way the bird is moving and how altercations happen Mm -hmm. between birds. Another piece of it, though, she thinks is um, through their sense of smell, so your olfactory gland, which Mm -hmm. all animals have, we have them in they think the bigger the olfactory gland, the, the better the sense of smell is, the mm. smaller the worse. We, we tend—humans ha- tend to have a smaller olfactory gland. Birds do as well, so it's believed that they can't smell that well. And so she's researching the olfactory gland and then comes across this other thing called uh, the—not pr- not olfactory gland, olfactory bulb. Then there's something called the preen gland, preen gland. And that is usually on the tail feathers of the birds. And what they'll do is that they'll be rubbed off in their nest or rubbed off in different things or other birds. And based on that scent, which is the, the, the gland produces preen, which then becomes a smelly bacteria. Oh,
1: that's like when you see a bird preening itself. They'll reach back, rub their head on the back of their back, and then rub it on their wings and rub it on. You know, like you see right. a bird weirdly obsessive compulsively just rubbing their body with their head right that's not like some like <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: so she was she's how i shower she was researching that and she took um preen from a different species of bird i don't recall what the bird was that she took it from and then put it on the eggs of a sparrow nest and when the mama sparrow came back it immediately took off. It could tell right away something else had <laughs> been there. They're like, oh. these
0: eggs smell like B-O. <laughs> yeah.
3: And what they were learning is, through they, they did a whole bunch of studies like this. What they were learning is that the way the bird, they can, birds can identify different species or the same species. They can ad- identify sex. They can identify even the size of the bird. Oh, wow. Based on the scent. And I don't think it's like, I think this is just naturally happening in birds, so the larger bird's going to give off a different scent and a different species is going to know that's a bigger, different bird. I don't like want with, with that. So
1: it's maybe something kind of akin to like
3: pheromones, sounds like. Yeah, it's
2: the, yeah. It's the bird's metadata.
3: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and so then it, the conversation got switched over to turkeys. So turkeys do the same thing as well, and they communicate through this preen oil substance whatever and they have a very small olfactory gland however they can still smell and then that brought up the question well, well why don't they care about humans because like it, it's believed that they still can smell humans in, in certain scenarios it's not that their smell like a sense of smell across the board is exceptionally good it's good for preen they can, okay they can smell preen well and they can lightly smell other things and she believes that they they when we say they have a bad sense of smell it's not that they have a bad sense of smell necessarily it's more that they don't just don't care cuz that's not something that's wired in their brain to care about right they care about the smell of preen we don't necessarily give that off so they kind of just disregard it until they see it and then once cuz they have good eyesight once they see what stinks the hum- they see what stinks they're like oh i got to get out of here right. so Whereas, like they don't
1: have as many scent like receptors to take in smells, but the ones they do have are really good.
3: Right, for one thing specifically, and yeah. they've learned that's the one I have to care about. Mm-hmm. I don't have to care about this other one because it, it, it doesn't correlate to anything. It's just a scent mm-hmm. until they see it, and then they're like, "Oh, I don't like that," mm-hmm. so they awkwardly run and get out of here. Right, so <laughs> they 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 can smell well, but only very very
1: specifically. Hmm. So you were wrong and a dirty liar in the last podcast. It's like yourself. a nice little update.
3: Well, no, I said that. I said. <laughs> no,
0: actually, it was accurate if you listened to the whole thing. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. You didn't put it. <laughs> he's like, actually, I have Preen cologne, and uh, he's wrong. a so flock outside right now. I'll tell you what. I wish I didn't have such a big olfactory gland when it came to what we did when we were in Florida, and I accidentally left. Bree kind of got us, though. Bree told no oh oh, no. So <laughs> we're in uh this is we'll talk more about the Florida trip later but I want to hit on this cuz the old factory gland had me thinking about it I thought that Bree got the bait out of my sea doo bait well and it was what was it 101 in Florida? Yeah. yeah. It's how moist 101 by the way. Yeah. Hard to breathe. <clears throat> yeah.
2: We, we can say who Bree is.
0: So Bree is, she's with BA underscore fishing on Instagram and she represents sea and does like a lot of their, uh, she's basically a brand ambassador yep. for sea and the fish pro specifically, which yeah, is bro. their fishing sea that we were actually filming with when we were in Florida. But on the back is a bait well and it is circulates water and it's great. It keeps the fish alive all the time. But when you're done fishing, you take the bait out of it. So we got out, we, uh, we left and I, I, she was going fishing the next day. So I thought she scooped out the bait. She alluded to the fact that she was going to, uh, but did not. So then we drove and then we didn't open that bait. Well, for yeah. two days, <laughs> we
3: said her goodbyes and, and just left. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we didn't open it for two days. Now the real issue, cause then when I was like, when it smelled, I was like, oh, baits in there, it's just going to be like a couple jerky fish, a couple goggle eyes as they call them. That was the bait we were using. Um, gonna be a couple goggle eye uh, jerky snacks, no big deal. No. Um, but
3: there was some water and yeah. the. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> we're missing a, a, a small detail too. I didn't know this happened. I think you had lightly admitted to it that he walked past it and smelled it, then got scared. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, so it, I
1: instead of making jerky, it made a soup. Something. So that's the problem. The stew that
0: existed. Still is worse. It kept oh. it chunky. M- <laughs> it kept it moist enough to encourage the rotting process uh, as opposed to uh, as a to it. Like yeah, drying it out. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, just enough. Um, mucus comes to mind.
3: Um oh yeah,
0: mucus.
1: Um, talks, cottage
2: cheese looking a nice frothy mix. Brown
1: up. Oh, froth.
0: <laughs> it, if you oh. told if I had only eyesight and you told me the water had become Aunt Jemima syrup, I would believe you. Oh, all right. But
2: but not as sweet. But yeah. I had <laughs> <Not> <laughs> uh, but I had
0: my sense of smell because of my uh, olfactory gland, and, and uh, it wasn't preen, but I was able to pick up on it. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed it seemed important to me. I detected a threat. <laughs> <laughs> we opened this thing up, and those suckers were rotten. Oh. I mean, they were, and there was only three baitfish, but they were rotten, and it was like their guts were out, but they were intact. Yeah, it was were. like the skin just disappeared and then just rot, and it smelled so bad. Oh, we had an Airbnb, too, so we got to take this thing off, and uh, um, I, I manned up. I did. You I did. I did. I got it off the thing.
1: We got good reviews on Airbnb, so I'm, I'm yeah, assuming somehow. this ends well. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so we took it to, like, by the road and dumped yeah. it, and it took everything in me to pull that off, and I was bleh, bleh. I wrapped a shirt and uh, around oh, my head yeah, yeah. and my face,
1: oh, yeah. so... So I wrap it around my face, like you a shirt always, around my face. You can always tell when someone's on the <laughs> side of the road with a shirt wrapped around their face. Something went down. Yeah, <laughs> something bad
0: happened. So I dump, I dump
1: Especially out. The, Florida, I yeah. dump out the cooler
0: and the, the fish, and then uh, we took it and we just filled it with laundry detergent because that's what we had in dish soap and Lysol spray, mm-hmm. and uh, we did about fifty rinses. and yeah. it, it never was right. <laughs> it always was a little ripe yeah. The rest of the trip But we made it tolerable And then by the last day I used that jet ski Called it Old Stinky yep. uh, I used that sea uh On accident Because accident I was going to use the other one And then once I was circulating
3: fresh water through there It, it wasn't terrible yeah. But uh, it wasn't good we, we, we did get scared when uh, at, at one of the houses we were at We kept the sea at night time In the garage and this was during the rotting process, mm-hmm. oh. so the garage smelled pretty bad even after the cooler was clean. Yeah, like it, it was, like it was like lingering in there. Like it didn't matter how how open everything was, the garage, the doors, everything was the open.
2: The scent was baked in.
3: I go, we're uh, um, there was a
0: gr- there was a door to the hallway, which was the laundry room, and then my my bedroom was actually down there too. And I opened that door to go to the garage for a second. And I go and I go, AJ, it's getting in. It's getting in. It. And it got in. You see it coming. So It's it like was the cartoons like with the hand <laughs> yep. where the pie's coming to get you, only it's not yep. a pie. Exactly. So I I hurried up and shut the laundry room door and I got his candle. He brought a candle from home yep. and I took it and put it in there and lit it. He goes, It's a little candle. I go, We need something. <laughs> he goes, All right. So we, we left that in there for like six hours and then Went back in and then it lightly smelled like candle and not as yeah. much like terrible. It smelled
1: like off apple pie. I couldn't
0: yeah, imagine that three little fish this big could throw off that kind of stench. Yeah, it, was it was bad. Decomp- yeah, yeah, it was really it's bad. To leave cozy. them wet and all... Yeah, decomposition. Don't get so <sighs> it, that that I just thought of that because when we were talking about scents and smells, my so glands I were put to the test. My glands were put to the test. <laughs> I, I unfortunately they work. <laughs> yeah, if I was that sparrow, I would have turned around from those eggs <laughs> too. Uh, so there is another story that kind of reminded me of this when I first read it I thought of it kind of wrong but it was in uh it was in Connecticut so these guys were fined forty two hundred dollars because they were on the Connecticut River and they were fishing for uh carp but they were um common carp but apparently on this river and I could I kind of like I don't know man I don't know what it is about me but anytime I watch cops or I watch um that what's that show the uh the wardens the the game warden show and stuff like that i'm always like come on like i always tend to want to side with the bad guy and i don't know why that is but i'm like give him a break like he didn't know or like when they go after someone for like baiting for deer when you can do it in most states so you couldn't do it in that one it's
1: like just he's he's feeding his family (laughs) this is like foreshadowing for something that happens two weeks from now (laughs) (laughs) it's not i swear (laughs) um but
0: anyhow um in this situation i was like well it's carp like you can go out and shoot a bucket of carp in Michigan. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go out and torch carp with yeah. bows, um, or however it's like they're a, thought of as a trash fish. Um, so I was like, well, maybe these guys just thought that. And on the Connecticut River, they didn't realize that that was the case. But when the um they didn't have licenses, so I was like, all right, well, if you kind of screwed up there. It's hard to back you up there, mm-hmm. and they had like dozens of these carp, and you're only allowed one per day and I think it's got to be <gasps> over 26 inches or something. So they were way over, which is how they racked up a $4,200 bill. Do they, like, treasure carp? Well, I know. That's, that's that, so weird. That's that's weird. It, it's considered, and they use this term, a trophy carp river. What? Yeah. These are uncommon carp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is, is the common carp species, yeah. which is technically trophy not considered a uh, um, the non-native or uh Invasive. invasive species yeah so because of that that common carp is treasured there and <laughs> but whereas like what? asian carp you can go out and they're begging you i think it's illegal to put them back you know what i mean if you shoot, if you get them so this is
1: how other people experience the story of not being able to hunt doves in michigan they're like we hunt them everywhere here right they're like <laughs> why why would you try to protect them they're they're literally everywhere and they they taste good
0: what Well, that, so speaking of tasting good, that's what was interesting is they said, well, to remind you, the common carp were brought in during the industrial revolution for food because people ate them. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of interesting. I, you know, it it was, they were planted there Mm -hmm. and they're like, Hey, you're coming in and shooting Because They breed well. All the, all our guys in the factory really want to eat those. Don't, uh, (laughs) don't do that. (laughs) It's
3: a hot commodity. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, so I found that to be pretty interesting. And then in the article, stupid me read it at first and I was like wait what and they're like well these fish won't go to waste we're we're donating them to a facility for um it's a rehabilitation center for injured mammals and i was like
2: what What oh, are you gonna
0: uh, are you gonna rehab the fish and then i was like oh no you're gonna feed them the fish stupid <laughs> oh, but, I, yeah your head like your head wants yeah, to go there i was getting like, angry you're like you're like they are not gonna rehab those carp <laughs>
2: that was that was where my head went too but yeah. but no rehab they have sea monkeys then too
0: yeah no it was uh it was a uh, it was more normal yeah, than these that.
3: These guys had a lot going against them. It's hard yeah. to side with them. Yeah. Yeah, once you don't have the licenses, I'm
0: out. And then Yeah. Especially cuz the licenses are only
3: they're not that expensive.
0: The only thing they had going for them at that point was they they had them in coolers. So they had a plan. Yeah. I like that they weren't going to waste them. I won't. That's all I had. <laughs> yeah, what do you I'm you, I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of with you when when there's stories like that though. It's cuz we've learned this traveling around, going to different states like it can be really hard to properly understand all of the laws rec- that are required just for you to have a successful legal hunt. So, like, I would totally get, like, hey, sorry, we took five. We didn't know. We're from Michigan. They're everywhere in Michigan. So we, you know, but we bought our licenses. We didn't realize that there was a big thing. So you get your, you know, your one. Everybody gets one. And then after that, if you do it again, it's a big deal. But if you've got 40-some 40. of them and you didn't buy a license. I, it was
0: dozens. But <laughs> the um, to note... Um, just to make sure I don't stand corrected on this, you're allowed one single carp per day, that is no longer than 26 inches. Oh, so, it has to be so shorter. shorter. Yeah. So, which I, I assume the the bigger than 26 are the breeders. Yeah. They're you know that normally. don't you?
3: Back to Jeff's point. Don't you love how they phrase that though? No longer. Why? Can't, just a say shorter. Confusing. No shorter than.
0: Yeah. But it's like they always try to. Get you? Yeah, it's always like well, everything's worded difficult. They're
1: translating it from legal speak, so it's, it's still gonna be a little weird. You know, I hate it. Yeah, like uh, you would think that own. should be their responsibility to like make it as easy. as like they make the digest for a lot of different states where you could see all the like the summary of the rules, mm. and even there, it's not that easy to get yeah. through all of it.
3: You know? Yeah, they can't wait. Well, ignorant. What do they say? Ignorance of the law doesn't mean anything yeah. <laughs> so they,
0: they they're they're spending it says that they're spending quite a bit of time and money to try and get people to understand that the common carp is um, not an invasive it's not an asian carp and that it is actually a prized species hmm. so good luck li- it's putting it out like a focus. Lip- lipstick on a pig yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the greenway outdoors is brought to you by ram trucks built to serve motor trends truck of the year For the third year in a row and by Bass Pro Shop and Cabela's your adventure starts here tracker boats fish the finest and by these other fine sponsors
1: trust isn't built in the day it's built over time the early hours and the late nights it's built by doing the work And pushing the limits every day. Because the promises we make are the promises we were built to keep.
0: If you'd like to help support the Greenway Outdoors, please like and comment on this podcast and subscribe to all of our channels.
1: Transition to the next story's going a little slow. Hey, speaking of slow, you had a story about sloths. <laughs>
3: <laughs> good, <ahead>, Ryan. <laughs> so I've I've been uh. for probably two years now. I've been trying to read this book. It's pretty involved, and it's called a fifth brie- grade reading level. Y- yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> hard. <laughs> that was pretty good. He kind of got you. <laughs> um, it's called a brief H- brief history of humankind, and it it, it just talks about the knowledge we have from the beginning of humans to mm. to present. And uh, one of the things – Is it like
0: a comparison thing? Like you're comparing like, oh, in the 1600s we knew this, now we know this, or is it like here's everything that we've learned along the way? That – that okay. Yeah. so I it, bet it,
3: if you it, would have
1: waited like 10 seconds, you would have found out.
3: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, anyways, in this, they're talking about hundreds of thousands of years ago – the way humans were developing in the world that they had to live in and how dangerous it was. And 100,000 years ago, the landscape as far as animals was f- much different. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of very, very, very large mammals. And the reason we don't have them anymore is because we hunted hunted them into extinction and large mammals, they talked about one animal that took like a year and a half to reproduce so it when it was impregnated a year and a half to drop Jeez. and so one of the animals that we used to have here in the United States or in North America was the ground sloth and it was just another one of those animals hunted to extend extinction and it was <laughs> easy hunt <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, rediscovered in 1797 was the first um, fossil
2: by the colonials, or
3: uh, uh, hmm. remains found of this animal. And I guess the hot spot for it, weirdly enough, is in West Virginia. I don't know why. They, they've found a lot in this particular area of the United States. Colonial Williamsburg. Like you original, said. <laughs> original
0: 13. Like you said, though, the landscape was so different then. So. Right,
3: I, and I, I, it, I don't know enough to really... Hmm explain why they would all be in one area it has to be food i would assume um but i would just doing no doing more research on these large large mammals and specifically the ground sloth. there was this article written about a guy who was out turkey hunting with his father-in-law and they were stalking these two turkeys they were just kind of doing what we do the spot and stalk and and as they were moseying across this river they 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 started following them and this river had previously had a flash flood so there was like a lot of exposed dirt on the side of this river and while they were standing there figuring out what they were going to do to chase these turkey they saw this the the guy who found this item saw a clump of dirt and he like kind of like shoot it out of his way like kicked it out of his way yeah but it didn't really move and so he's like looking at it kind of like realizing what you know how you look at something you're not quite figuring it out and it takes a while to stare at it so he was doing that and finally he he approached it picked it up and it was a a massive massive skull and he said it weighed about 30 pounds but it was was full of clay and dirt and all that so it was still messy they it's old so it just a, it was a giant skull super cool so he sets it aside he's going to come back for it later they finish out their hunt comes back for the skull and they get it all cleaned up and they're looking at it and they're trying to figure out what what this is the guy's wife thinks it's a a bull skull and the the wife's father laughs at her and makes fun of her for not knowing <laughs> That's not a bull skull. Classic. And they they can't figure it out. It doesn't make any sense. So they they start looking up things that have two molars on each side. It had four teeth total, and um, one, Did you say fourteen or four? Four four teeth. That's not very many. Um, and they figured out that sloths have teeth like this. And then they started doing more research. And they contacted a doctor at a museum, I believe, and he confirmed that it was a ground sloth from around 11,000 years ago oh, yeah. which is around the time of extinction for this giant mammal. Hmm, and that's interesting. The guy the guy who found it says it's in safekeeping right now. It sounds like he's trying to hide it from everybody cuz mm-hmm. it's got some sort of value but he's also been spouting off about donating it to a museum. But I'm sure he wants a little bit of he wants
0: in the movie in the movies when dough. you find the treasure and you donate it to the museum
1: they still get Ferraris. Yeah. You know, yeah. what, I'm yeah. you know yeah. what i Yeah. Mean? He's just trying to save it so his name will go on the species. This is Slothicus Jim Brownicus. <laughs> <laughs> Jim
3: Brown. That's so funny. <laughs> That's actually – So, it'd be, I mean, it'd be really freaking cool to find a giant sloth – to come to the realization of everything be like, what is this? And then researching it and figuring it out and talking to people. Sounds like a little, little movie. You know what? I think it's cool
0: anytime you can find any kind of, like, bones or skulls or anything. Remember that park over by our house where there was, like, a whole mess of them? We like di- there was, like, those little stones that were everywhere, and we would just always dig up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's a cemetery joke, Jeff. I don't know. Oh,
2: you said I got it. I got it. I'm like, I got it. I'm thinking, like, where by our house is <laughs> park with stones?
1: I not <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> You would make fun of dead people? It's a terrible <laughs> joke to make on the podcast. You're the
0: one who brought up the lady that got ate by the elephant. Ate? <laughs> you didn't. <get> it. <laughs> yeah, this, time, this time it. she was eaten. Tossed her like a pizza. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> She's going
3: <laughs> My dad, when he was growing up on their farm, it was it. It always impressed me when he's telling the story and growing up and seeing how far the cemetery actually was from the farm. That they would go, they like would walk down to the cemetery as kids and it's an impressive walk for little kids <laughs> but i guess one of the days it was after like the 4th of July or memorial day or something they walked down there and the, all there's four siblings in total and they're all a year apart it's like like baby after baby after baby and so all very close in age and i think my dad was around 8 years old and he was the youngest so the range was from 12 to 8 8 to 12 and they went to the cemetery and they were hanging out doing their thing. They come back, and my grandma's like, where'd you get all these flags? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, down the road. She's like, yeah, where? Well, the cemetery. You have to go put those back right now. This one's mine, (laughs) and that one's mine, and here's some flowers for Ma.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I got them for you, I swear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a little Actually, a fun fact about a sloth is before the Green Outdoors existed, My very first press, very first kill my very (laughs) was at the Detroit Zoo. No, no, my very first um, press of any kind was we had the Jason Project. I think I may have told the story before, but the Jason Project was like this educational week that took place at our elementary school and uh, they uh, I got to meet the governor and then they interviewed me and asked me a question and they said. Out of everything you learned this week, what's the one fact that stands out to you most? And my first quote of all time in the newspaper was... I like turtles. <laughs> 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 my, fir- my first quote of all time was, sloths poop once a week. And the governor said, yep. And then that was that. Yep. Engler. D- that was Engler. Governor Engler.
2: That was your you- first junket?
0: Yeah, yeah. That was my first... I uh, think they have to go to the ground to poop, too. Yeah, first. that's why it takes them once a week. It takes them so long to get down there.
1: How'd you remember that, kid? Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's fair. That's fair until I got that musel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, we haven't had a podcast in a few weeks, and that was because we were in Florida. And um, we're going to be talking to Bree from sea the girl that I mentioned earlier, uh, the expert, and one heck of a fisherwoman. Mm-hmm. Fisherwoman? Do you say fish? fish? Angler. Anglers. probably fine. Angler's, angler's fine. Oh, yeah. Man, shut up, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, thanks, Rye. Thanks Um, So anyhow (laughs) uh, I'm I'm sorry We're going to be talking to her about everything we did with Sea-Dew And all the deep sea fishing and the crazy fishing that we did do But before we do that I want to talk about uh, the tarpon fishing that we did while we were there Yeah And we'll talk about that this week and
3: then we'll talk about uh, The rest of craziness in Florida Yeah Mm.
0: so Upon arriving uh, we met up with Frank Viola Viola Viola. I know he corrected me a couple times Uh, Never stuck Um, but we, we (laughs) met up with him to go fishing for tarpon and he introduced us to a guy named court. Ah, yes. And court 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 is a basketball court. Yes. I was never, I'm so bad with names and I always, the names always happen when I'm getting mic'd or I'm doing something and then I'm like, never sticks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I can tell you everything about court, but you know, his son just got a new bow he got a new bow as well. Got it used for a good price. They're going to start shooting together. His son doesn't like to fish, but he, he does, but he's not super into it. Like, I can tell you everything about the guy. That's but,
1: details you care about. <laughs>
0: but names <laughs> names
1: I struggle with big time. I wonder if that's short
2: for... You, you, couldn't, like, you couldn't remember Court? that No, I could because okay.
1: that one stuck because it was weird. Okay. Is, is, like, Courtney one of those? No, I
3: think, I think be... it's just Court. Really? Yeah. They're C-O-U-R-T. C-O-U-R-T.
0: Huh. Yeah. Cool, Fair. dude. Great beard. Um, yeah. So... We met up with those two, and the idea was – Frank had, like, this random idea. He's like, you know what we should do? Oh, we, should, yeah. we should teach you to fly fish. And he called me, and he goes, hey, how do you feel about fishing with the best – that's my bad, AJ. He said, how do you feel about fishing with the best fly fishermen in Florida? I was like, I've never fly fished bad." <laughs> I go, I've never fly fished before, but that sounds like the right way to learn. Sure. Which turned out to not be the case. Oh, uh, no. Um. Court yelled at me. No, I'm just kidding. He did not. Um, mean. So we go out the first day, and it's, we're on a flat is what they call it. Mm-hmm. And basically it's two to four foot of water, Yep. sandy bottom, and the fish go up there. And um, they the, you're talking giant tarpon. So for those of you who don't know what a tarpon is, imagine a giant silver bait fish. And when I say giant, <laughs> I mean up to 180 pound giant.
1: Yeah. I mean big, big, big six feet, five feet. Biggest minnow you ever saw in your life.
0: Yeah. Yes. Hmm. And uh hardy. Th- that move like sharks too. Porpoise through the oh, water. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really. I would like to say they uh uh Yeah, hardy is a word to describe them. Covered in big scales, very tough fish, bony mouths, just just mm-hmm. just built to mess stuff up. Anyhow, they're on these flats right now, and they're migrating because they're they're um, going to breed. So they kind of migrate through here certain times a year, and you sight fish for them. And if you can fly fish, basically your your goal is to run a fly right across the front of their mouth. Now, for whatever reason, during the day and on these flats, they don't tend to eat bait. Cause, mm-hmm. And I'll explain that later. I'll explain the baiting later, but they tend not to eat bait. So running a fly is a better way to do it because they will hit that apparently. And we had a few follows. Um, <clears throat> Like getting there, AJ, you can talk about the drone mm-hmm. situation with it. It's like once we arrived, you, I, like, I was having trouble seeing the fish. When you're like in the boat, and you're like on this little cockpit thing, but you're having trouble seeing them. They, but
2: they also have like x-ray vision where they can see things in the water. We're like, we're both looking at the same thing and I'm not seeing what seeing. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Sight fishing in the ocean sounds interesting. I mean,
2: they're like, oh, it's right there. And I'm like looking there and nothing's there. But, right. but it is there you mean and more, they can
1: see it. You mean more water? Because that's what I see. More water. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, Frank, wow.
2: So Frank just says, throw that drone up we'll scout with that and we'll just circle around it okay. and he was 100 percent correct i Is mean please believe me they're there 40 50 <laughs> feet in the air and just straight cameras camera straight down and they're you know swimming in circular patterns swimming around the boats you can see him clear as day oh from the drone shots from up here Ooh. so i'm like looking down at the monitor and relaying to kyle over to your left over to your right yeah and i still don't know if he saw him or not but we could see him clear what, as day. was it
1: choppy that day
0: no. Uh, no, no, no. Two it's not choppy. You're you're in an inlet. You're in Tampa. We're oh. basically in Tampa Bay, oh. right?
3: Was that Tampa Bay?
0: No, no.
2: It's it's clear water. so it's like its own bay. Okay. Okay. Well, I when, know when, it's near. Bay that's yeah, there is. Tampa Bay is yeah. like t- t- ten miles south.
0: Okay. Okay. Hmm. It's we're in a bay. We're in you know the, the, there's it, there's an inlet to get out to the main ocean, so you're kind of protected. So there's not a lot of waves or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, taking the drone up, seeing these things. And it's funny because, like, looking at the footage later on, I go, no, 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 don't cast there, cast there, cast there. Long story short, we did okay. Ryan tried the, the fly fishing too.
3: I really want to get a fly fishing setup now. Really? Yes. Court inspired you? Um, just trying it. I, like, watching Court do it was awesome. You guys super, super good at it. But, like, after like trying smooth. it, like, just – You could feel how, like, once you get the hang of it, it would be really, really fun. Mm -hmm. Which I didn't realize how popular fly fishing was down in Florida.
2: Yeah. And he did say
3: it was huge. Because another guy, Drew, pulled his fly rod out. He's like, I love it. Well, he was half the people I take out fly fish. He did say that. Frank Orquart said
0: that they believe that fly fishing for tarpon is the number one inspiration to get people into fly fishing now. Like, that's the, that's, the, think the fishing trip that. that's getting everybody into it right now. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting. So we did that. Uh failed miserably. Mm-hmm. Um I did get the I did get a couple casts that made sense that went right across the fish's face and just didn't want it. Um mm-hmm. which, you know, I said, I said, How often do they strike? He goes, You probably gotta place twelve good flies before one will take. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm three out of twelve ain't bad. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was like, Man, I really hope you're real front heavy on that statistic, you know, but but we weren't. So then we went out to um, basically these the bridges that head out to the ocean like that kind of uh, you would go out the inlet. If you continue to go under the bridge and out and what's happening then is these little crabs are floating down. They they oh, yeah. they get up into the current and then they float out to the ocean and they do it at night um, and it starts like around 10 p.m. or something like mm-hmm. that. So we went to this bridge, and the crabs are floating by. So literally, we just took out the bait nets, and you're just waiting for crabs to go by the boat, and you scoop them up. And they're like oh. little guys, and they're like, they try and get away a little bit when they <laughs> no, see a no, no, good no, <laughs> yeah uh, But they're relatively easy. Ryan, how many did you get the one night? <laughs> I don't even know. Ryan made it his goal when we were just waiting to get a fish. He's like, well, call me when you're ready and uh until then i'm catching crabs and uh it's he, he, he might won't. as well have been in vegas because he <laughs> was know? catching crabs <laughs> use the
1: little shampoo now or yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah. comb how, how many <laughs> you think you comb? got a hundred
0: yeah, a hundred in yeah, a in really? a couple hour period it was wow.
3: awesome and it was fun i asked frank too i was like at what point does this become annoying you did. I like, yeah. I don't know if I'm, I'm just, not stopping. I'm just, I didn't know if it was just annoying him or if it, getting them was good was or he, what. Was,
1: was he like using them for later? Or? No, he, he w-
3: can sell them. He can resell.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. He sold them to
3: the bait shop. Oh,
1: neat.
0: They can buy them from him legally and then sell them as bait. Oh,
1: cool. So
0: Ryan made him money. Yeah. Um. Definitely. A good amount. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good amount. Yeah. So we, we're catching them, and then basically the tarpon come there at night to feed on those crabs. So they know that those crabs are going to be floating through there anyhow. So what you do is you catch one, and then you, the bigger ones are better. One pinched me so good I bled. Uh, oh, but really? <laughs> you, you hook them at the very tip edge. So if you're looking at the crab, and he's got two points on each side of him, and then his claws are out front, you hook one of those points. The least amount of it is possible, but to make sure it gets on the hook. Then you drop it in the water, and you open your bale and then you let it free spool down and you have a bobber um or no you do not no, have no, a bobber I, I take no that bobber. back there is no bobber you just free spool it and you let it go down and then if your line starts really ripping out you set the bail and then you set the hook like and Frank said he was setting the hook like 3 4 times oh I didn't get the memo but I set it once and perfectly I might add yeah but uh, um but yeah, so it was floating down and all of a sudden my line just starts peeling out and I look at Frank, I go, that's different. He's been quoting <laughs> me ever since he said that's all he's ever gonna he say again. And uh, he goes, Set the turn the bail over. And I'm like, it's going out quick, but not like it's not what I imagined. So I was like 60% thinking I had a fish. You've done this before, but
1: you're wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: so I set the bail reel and I set the hook and I'm like, oh mother. I'm like this ain't this ain't this is something. He goes, "Just keep reeling." And he immediately takes off and uh um he we were in spot lock with the trolling motor. Turns that off, gets the boat and we start chasing the fish. Oh. I mean, he's driving the boat and I'm reeling as fast as I can mm-hmm. to keep up with the fish and he's just trying to cut the space because for the first you know, the minute that it took him to get us going, that fish took yeah. a lot of line. Yeah. Like it was just and I'm just like, this isn't real life. I'm like, what a am thinking it's got to be a shark. You know, it's like
1: <laughs> Frank's like, we're gonna be here for an hour. He's got a buddy doing scuba, and he's got something down there that he's pulling on. With I've never,
0: s- I've caught giant sturgeon. I mean, I've caught sharks. I've caught uh, tuna, mahi. Nothing compares to this. Yeah. And the way it peeled out line was bonkers. And he goes, okay, close the bail and start reeling. I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> I got to tell you, <laughs> it it was, it was, he sits me up in front of the boat on a cooler, has a seat, and poor AJ's trying to work all the lighting. Ryan's on the follow boat. He's uh-huh. trying to film from it's the 10 other 30 to at get, get the outside perspective. The fish immediately takes us from this, We under the bridge, we had all kinds of lights because mm-hmm. it's super lit down there. He takes us out. I mean, he can't wait to get to the dark, the fish. So we're running all the lights and trying to deal with the camera equipment. And I'm not helping anybody with anything because I am just holding on for dear life. I can't explain to you the power of this fish. It's so much worse than a sturgeon. It's so much stronger than anything else I've ever felt in my life. It was as soon as it was Western happening. Paddlefish? Way worse. Paddlefish oh, that is doesn't a joke. compare. Does it? Not even a not even a smithering. Although enjoy our paddlefish episode that's coming out in a couple Wait, of weeks. Say paddlefish.
1: <laughs> It, it's depending on how you hook them can be pretty rough nah. no, i i can't
0: i can't Say ex- it. i can't explain to you how this is i don't think saying a hundred times harder is enough oh and i'm i'm trying not to exaggerate so maybe it's 55 times harder but it's that much harder for sure uh-huh. this fish went berserk so i'm up in the front and i you know it was so frustrating because like you're reeling down you like Real as you lower your rod towards the fish, and then you lift up again. And the idea is a couple of the tactics and a couple of things they were saying to me is um, they're like always make the fish be turning the boat. So there's a boat with three, four guys in it. It's, it's not a little boat. We're all in it. And basically, what you're doing is in the front is if the fish is trying to swim this way, trying to go that way, you're putting the the um, rod on the other side of the boat, and you're making him pull the entire front of the boat and turn it away and that tires him down Mm -hmm. another thing was he's they kept saying drown them which i don't know what that meant but because it's fish silly (laughs) okay (laughs) they said drown him drown him drown him they kept calling it a handstand and basically the fish would come up and they they proved right the fish would come up and get a gulp of hair as a break and when he would do that it was as if you punched him in the butt with 62 red bulls and a b12 shot and he would just, once he got that gulp of air, he's like, so long, suckers. And it's like, we're going out to sea. And at a point, he started to take us out there. Yeah, we Ooh, got pretty close. We weren't far. Yeah, so we started to go out the inland. I'm like, if we go on the the waves start getting big. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you add waves to this. I'm a Chumba, <laughs> uh, which is uh, Australian for puke. And things are going to get hairy. And it did for a bit. But so he's peeling out. And But every time you like reel and bring it down to him or get him to turn the boat or something like that, it's like he would just take out whatever – whatever you gained, you'd hear the spool give it back to him. Mm. And it's like, ugh. And when you get that gulp of air, it would be like he'd go on a four or five-minute run, peeling line the whole time. <laughs> just – just, and the whole rod's going – I'm like, this is – and at this point, like the one time the gulp of air, I'm like, I got nothing – like – I was started looking around. I'm like, I'm gonna have to have somebody like tap in. It's been 40 minutes, yeah, yeah. and I'm the whole time. I'm just you're using the same muscles, and you're just torquing, oh, and it's yeah. like
2: every time you got close, it went back
0: out. And you're turning the you're turning it. And we had a couple good looks at it too, and in the water, I saw it. And he goes, "It's a big one." I'm like, "Figures." Of course, it is. I would have taken average. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was a long night, you know. Um, so we're still going, but back to the drowning thing. So what you're supposed to do is when they come up for that gulp of air and you feel them starting to come up, you have to dunk the front of the rod in the water as far as you can possibly go and not let them get that gulp of air. When you do that, they kind of do a handstand where it, like, forces their head down and their tail goes straight up and down, and that just sucks the life out of them big time. Not enough to really have an effect, but it's better than the gulp of air uh, nitric oxide thing they got going on. Um, It's it's like, you know— ridiculous it was i was we were quoting fast and the furious where we're out there and um so it goes on for about an hour and 15 minutes of that and by this time i'm just i'm over it i'm i'm <laughs> i'm like i and they're like come on you can do it you can do it you can do it i'm like i think i tore something in my shoulder of course it's the right shoulder as soon as it heals i do something else stupid like this and um it was just crazy i mean from the chaos of ryan trying to film it too i can't even imagine what
3: it what it looked well, like yeah over there. it was like um I was on Court's boat, and he has this thing on the front that's like a giant pedestal thing that you stand inside of. Mm-hmm. It's like a like crow's nest. A crow's nest. Yeah, yeah. and it like it wraps around your waist. So mm-hmm. I'm like propping myself in there, like as we're like doing laps around this boat, trying to get the best shot possible. The fish is turning the close boat so close to midnight. So, the,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's spinning out. Yeah, I'm sweating through shirts. <laughs> I look <laughs> I like picture, you in seventy degree I weather. Pi- <laughs> I picture him.
1: Like, t- talking about how intense it is, whatever. And then we cut to his camera, and all you see is him in the distance going,
0: <laughs> <laughs> It was intense. It um, was.
1: And the fish was turning the
0: boat so often that the the camera boat was having so much trouble pacing around yeah, that. Yeah. AJ just got on our boat. He was just with me oh. because it was, it was chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get it to the boat, and Frank grabs it, and he tells me to grab the gloves out of the bucket and open the bale to give him some slack. Oh yeah! <laughs> and he's holding on to this, he said 150 pounds. Wow. And uh, he said it was like one of the biggest ones they got all year. Um, and in the 20 years he's been doing it, it's like the sixth biggest or something. Is very, very, very big version of this fish. Mm-hmm. And uh, it thrashes and beats the living daylights out of him and gets off. And then he goes to grab the pole and it's like going, going, going. And it uh, um, broke the line because once it went t- – it was like wrapped around something When well, you or got something.
2: the gloves, you set the pole down.
0: Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah.
2: And it was just sitting there. Right. Because he said – He didn't take the pole. No. No, no. Oh, okay. No, he said, yeah. he
0: said, give me slack. So I gave him slack. And then I just set the pole down because I got to mm. go get the gloves.
2: He did tell you. Yeah. So, I mean,
0: and the line wrapped around something, something in the boat. Sure. So when the fish had full force in the line – the, the, the line was only um it was only 100 100 pound line i think or mm-hmm. something like 75 pound line. it's like tackle oh. so as soon as the force of the fish was and there was no reel to deal with it it just snapped mm-hmm. so the fish got up so the footage is a little sketch at the end but we got plenty of it of the fish itself oh, okay. for the actual episode itself but catching a
3: 150 pound tarpon at night is well watching frank like frank Frank's hand is in its mouth and he's holding on, and watching it start to thrash while he's holding on. And Frank's not a small dude. Like he's pretty big. Frank's like six six. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a pretty like in, single, like, by the way, ladies. Yeah, um, and watching it start to thrash, and like, I'm starting to freak out. Like, it's gonna snap his arm. He's gotta let go. Yeah. he's gotta let go. When it, because you can't imagine the power. And
0: this is gonna you be. Can't.
2: A, you don't expect it, yeah. And this isn't is gonna hurt me.
0: It's actually yeah. gonna be in an upcoming episode. So this entire premise, along with some of the other stuff that we'll talk about with Bree, is gonna be in an episode of the Green Bay Outdoors, our Florida fishing extravaganza. But that was an exciting piece of it. It was wild. Yeah, that was the, I, like I said, by far the meanest fish we've ever encountered. What
2: was funny is like we're we're going through this hectic, chaotic experience, and then over on shore, just just enough to hear. There's like this huge club going on. It's like. You got uh, Pitbull's All his tunes are going on yeah. we're, we're going crazy with this boat And no, the scenario is that. just insane It was super
0: Florida Yeah, yeah. It is kind of funny Because like all around us Like he said was on shore or Like nightclubs and stuff like that mm-hmm. And here's these rednecks out in the boat Catching a Being drug you know, out to sea Yeah By a
2: 150 pound fish <laughs> But now that you said that though And we mentioned this We, we, we couldn't believe that you could catch A tarpon on a fly fish rod yeah,
0: I don't. I don't. I that would. Yeah, that would not ju- Now I was like, thank God it didn't hook up because what the heck would have happened for mm-hmm. me? Yeah, and I said in court when we said that to him, I think you might. It might have been you and I. He goes, oh, it would have been easier.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, not it like that's like thicker line, so wouldn't you not have as much line to I'm even am It would not have been easy. No, no, would not have been.
0: The pole would break. I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm convinced. I'm, I'm convinced that that wasn't a How That you see it to believe. That it? little light fish fly fishing rod I was using, and the, the odds of me having the skills never having fly fished to even have known what to do once it happened would have just been just, Oh, that's
1: different. Oh, it's gone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in to the greenway outdoors podcast. Uh, that new episode that we're talking about will be coming out soon. Check us out on carbon TV or YouTube. If you're just listening to this podcast on Spotify, Google play iTunes, you can actually watch it. See our ugly faces and probably some behind the scenes B roll, on our podcast on YouTube as well as Carbon TV. Please check us out on our main TV show, which can be found on a variety of platforms, including Carbon TV and Clicks TV. You can find that at www.thegreemoutdoors.com and then click How to Watch. You can find all of our episodes there. In addition to that, our online series, our Hunt Cast series, is on Carbon TV as well as Clicks TV as well as. Uh, the and YouTube channel as well. Our how-to video series is also found there called the Outdoor Education Series. So check out everything that we have to offer. We got a lot of stuff. Yeah, we got a <laughs> lot going on. Check us out on greenoutdoors.com Facebook, Instagram, all of our socials. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Stay green.